The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You know when fighters have that glint in their eye and they carry themselves with a certain confidence? Sarukian's that guy. Sarukian looks like he could do this easily for another two rounds. Arman! Ahab Balaget Sarukian! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Jimmy. Yes, sir. Woke up with a stiffy. Right now, I can beat you to death with my stiffy. And that's how we start. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt woke up with a pounding erection that he's going to beat his his co-host to death with. The Kimura Savage has his hands in his over his face right now. Um, I'm sorry. Sometimes when I wake <laughs> up, Jimmy, I'm pretty sure it's right before I wake up. Somebody wakes up first. Oh, Jimmy. I don't have that problem. My dick wakes up like a dead worm on my leg. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. And then when it's when it's in full attention, you don't know really. Sometimes. No, not at all. It just kind of sticks out like a smaller dead worm. Anyway, we have Armand Sarukian coming back. He's been on the show before, I believe, unless I'm completely fucking crazy. And Mark Ellis, comedian, he's a podcaster for Rotten Tomatoes. We're going to talk yep. about his martial arts films. I like Mark Ellis. I, I'm like, how do I know him before? Because I know him. I'm like, yep. Did, wasn't he on here? But no, I was on my buddy, Christian Harloff. You know, I, 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 I watch some of these geek podcasts called The Big Thing. and oh. So they're like, oh, total pop culture nerd shit movies and just like Star Wars and stuff like comic book movies. And I like it. These guys are grown ass men like myself. So I've done that show before and I'm pretty sure I did that with Mark. I know because I know Mark Ellis. He actually hit me up on the Instagram last night and he gave me a, a message. Oh, I'm going to be on tomorrow. Yada, yada. So he's a nice guy. fellow right. geek. And I, and he also does stand up, uh, you know, comedy. I'm not, right. talking about, I'm not talking about fucking karate or anything. Uh, he does. He oh, speaking of stand up, yes, and 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 the, not not comedy, but the 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 martial arts. You, my friend, is on my ADD works. I, how is your jujitsu journey so far? We'll get back to our guests in a second because I know I'm, you've been down there. I know you've been to the blue basement. I'm going a lot. Yeah, I got a a very sore bicep today and yesterday because I'm also I, I'm training with uh, with Mike 
who has been helping me. David Chung has been helping me. Um, he's great. And, and uh, yeah, Mike is a, just a murderer. So uh, everything like is like he's doing it really gentle, but I still feel how powerful uh, the chokes are. So I've been uh, working out with him and also with Jamie. Uh, I did two days this week with uh, Muay Thai. I'm trying to do both. So if I get cornered in a bar, I can at least do something. That's great. Listen, first of all, you would all good people. I mean, how, how happy is Mike and enthusiastic, right? Is great. He, he sent me he sent me a text today. It's an interview uh, he did about John Danaher, which I'm gonna, actually going to watch because I've been kind of going down a John Danaher rabbit hole on, on Instagram. Oh, boy. Well, let me know anything you need to know about that gentleman. Yeah, you very you know him well. Well, many nights, myself and John Danaher at Burritoville. Uh, oh, right. Burritoville that used to be in fucking Manhattan all over the place. Burrito never had one. No. Oh, I mean, all right, it is 20 years ago. I, don't, I guess they've been gone for a while. But, you know, Danner is an interesting, interesting man. Yeah. You know, not many people, like in the heyday, like, um, you know, he was working as a, um, uh, he was a teacher over at Columbia University teaching philosophy. And then at nights he worked at the Crane Club up uptown. For a, he was a bouncer at the same time. Oh. He's an interesting guy. He's very interesting. You know, but, uh, you know, we've had him on before and we'll have him on again. Maybe I'll visit John when I'm in um, Austin, Texas. Doing when are you our- going to Austin? I'm going there in July. I'm doing Joe's Club. I'll, well, I'm going to be there before you. Nanananapoopoo. Accurate, Jimmy. It's oh. very immature. Let's cut that yes, out. It, it's, no, it's gotta, it must stay. It's staying. It has uh, to. I'm going right after young Marcus has his fourth MMA fight at the Space Theater in Westbury on June 24th. And young Tommy. Tommy's great. Tommy's, he's such a good kid, this kid Tommy. Uh, Tommy De Janeiro. He's uh, a young kid and he's uh, a powerful wrestler, right? And he's mostly, I'm not, I'm not gonna say mostly deaf. He wears a, he- a hearing aid, but he's pretty deaf, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I told you this before. If I did, you could stop me. No, no. But Colombo. I might have told you this, but whatever. Colombo, Coach Carol Colombo, she's Longo's pupil. She's the striking coach at Sarah BJJ. I know this girl 30 years. She's she's phenomenal. She's my wife's trainer. Uh, and, you know, she, uh, right. she works in the corner with me in, in the fights. Very good at the Muay Thai. A real student of the game. She wants to get better as a coach and, and help Tommy, you know, because Tommy's pretty deaf. So she learns in sign language to keep, ah. to keep your hands up. She learns that. She's learned it through a friend of hers that she studied stuff on YouTube. So she goes to him the next fucking training session, whatever it is in the sign language, to keep your hands up. Tommy looks at it and goes, what the fuck is that? He goes, what are you? I don't, I don't fucking speak sign language. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? It was fucking hysterical. But he's a sweet kid. He's a really sweet kid. And uh, I want to see those guys do well. So the night after, the day after that, so the 25th, I'm flying out. Who knows when that thing is, but myself and Dean Thomas. I'll be Wait, when are you there? June? June. The oh, end of the- okay, buddy. Yeah. Holy I'm there shit. July is it 14th, 15th is sold out, but the 16th, uh, they added shows. So yeah. on Sunday, the 16th, I actually want to take a couple of uh, maybe a jujitsu uh, uh, lesson while I'm down there. I, w- I would love to be able to do that if I can find anyone. Well, listen, if you could afford him, if you could afford him and you could find him, He's going to most likely be wearing a rash card. If you want to get hooked <laughs> up with John Danner, I know people. Okay. John Danner, I'll call him. If you want to get hooked up with him, 
I, I don't know if he would, but I'm so I I, I literally know nothing. I don't think he'd be no you know, nothing. So he'll literally just meet you, shake your hand, just take your money, and just show you some things. Yeah. But I would like you just to make that connection because this is a guy. Before he ever started wearing those rash guards, people don't remember the giant jersey days. He wore a blue giant mesh jersey. That's all he would wear. And he had hair down to his... He looked like a professional wrestler. He was big and strong. And he had hair down to his shoulders like a Sasquatch. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, he just looks like a mad professor where that he is. Yeah. All right, John is... I, John, you know, again, I know him... I, it's weird because I was his senior at the academy, so I taught John. But then he got so engulfed in jujitsu when he, when myself and Rodrigo Gracie, Hikaru Almeida, we were the head instructors besides Henzo at the main Henzo Gracie Academy when it was a bump, right. bump methadone clinic on 37th Street. Oh, it wasn't where it is now. No, no. Oh, it, we had a several locations before uh, it stayed where it is now, and that's where it's staying, uh, right near Penn. But we were on 37th Street. We were on 27th Street. We were all over the place. But uh, when we left, people were worried about the academy. Oh, no, man, because we were the fighters. I was in the UFC. Cardo was in the UFC. Rodrigo was Rodrigo Gracie, you know. So what are we going to do? Who's going to take up the fucking task of, of running this school besides Henzo? He needs some guys in, you know, the King's God there. So who'd we have? Sean Williams, who's a very well-regarded jujitsu um uh, instructor now he's in nashville and um john danner who never competed mm -hmm. he was you know a great you know um practitioner at the time yeah that's when he when he said matt when i when you guys left and i had to make it my life that's when i didn't want to be a so-so teacher I and, he's a, and he's a genius so he put everything into it right so it was no longer just a hobby for john it was his life and now, I mean, then fast forward, I'm still fighting in the UFC. I got to divvy up my time between my business, my my training. I got to do yeah. all areas of the martial arts. I had to play catch up on my sparring stand up. So who do I take with me? Who would, I was the teacher of, of John at one point. Now he's my teacher. I would bring him with me to Vegas when I had to fight Frank Trigg, when I fought Chris Lytle. And he would put me through my paces with Drago in bad positions. And you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's amazing. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, the way the, wor the world works and uh you know he answered the call and now he's literally m m the most sought after jujitsu instructor instructor in the on the on the planet he so, is right yes he hell oh, 100 percent. john is amazing you know what i mean and uh and he's a good friend so that's what i almost feel like when if you want to train with a guy like that for one like I i'm so far down on the totem pole like, I, I don't even, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know what I mean? If, if a guy comes and wants to talk about stand-up or writing jokes, but if he's like only written two jokes in his life while he still has a day job, it's a little harder for me to, I'm not comparing myself, but you know what I mean? Like, like I wouldn't know what to tell him. Yeah. Like if, you know, you ever hear, you ever hear people. Sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You almost mean to me sometimes. You almost just—I'm going to say you're not a bully, but you, you like to smack me around a little. No, no, no. I know we hear, but I guess like you were talking about, like a part-time stand-up comic, almost like a guy who's yeah. had some fights, but he's not. You know, when you know you lived what it's like when you say you like. How about this? 
there's a certain fighter that's like, and I like this kid, but he's like, oh, I, I put everything into this. And these guys getting like around 30 something. I'm like, I'm like, but I'm thinking to myself, man, really though? I don't know, man. Cause I did, I put everything into this. I recognize what that's like. And I don't think this is it. Sure. I just, I just, you look way too, like, I don't know, man. I know what it's like. To, and I'm not, and listen, people have it worse out there, but I'm saying my path in this life, I didn't have a net. I didn't have nothing to fall back on. I know what it's like to live on private lessons and, 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 and super fights and fights and, 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 and just, I don't know, man. Like, I know what it's like to, to follow, to, 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 to fully go full tilt and go for it. And I'm not seeing it with some people. And then I'm like, dude, well, what do you expect? Like, I don't right. And then like, now you're approaching 30, dude, there should be a, you, you could have a plan B. I wasn't able to really, I could, I had nothing. So like to fall back on. Like, no net. Like, like, so when you hear these, like when you see somebody, like you said, like who maybe does some jokes on the weekend, like, oh man, I'm really trying to make this work. But meanwhile, they work at the Home Depot, whatever they do. And sure. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, you ever feel like saying, dude, just concentrate on some other shit. You're not going to make it. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't discourage them, but I do know that it's probably not going to be a full-time endeavor. Again, the first couple of years, everyone works a day job. I did too. But when you see somebody who's got nine or 10 years in and they're still kind of doggy paddling in the same area, you know that either A, they're not that good at it, or B, they haven't just done what they need to do in order to leave the day job. They, they weren't hungry enough for it to push where they could leave the day job. So it could be a couple of things. But I never discourage them. I never tell them to drop out. Like, I think they know it. That, you know, most of those guys know it. You know, if you're not going to make maybe, it, you kind of know. Maybe they should know. Maybe they don't know, but they should know. And if you don't know, now you know, ninja. I throw the ninja word around. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I get it, yeah. Hey, Ninja's fine. Uh, listen, we got uh, Armin. Armin Surkin, yes. Arm, Armin? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What'd yeah. you say? Same thing you said, Armin Sarukian. Says last name. If I ever see him in public, I'm just going to go like this to him. Yo, Armin! The double palm like this? What's that mean? Sarukian! Oh. It's like from Dragon Ball. No, no, it's like from... from uh, Street Fighter. Oh, there you go. We should bring him in. Um, oh, is he here? Yeah, yeah. He just got. I thought you knew oh, that. He was sorry. just got into Let's the. Let's not do that again. No, he just got into the waiting room. Oh boy, he yeah. must have heard me summon him with the. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> Hello, Hello what's hey, up? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, Jimmy was practicing you? your name. I felt confident with it. Oh, I'm in Sarukian. <laughs> Not bad? Good? Yeah. Did I pronounce very that? Very good, right? very good. Thank you so much. I Thank feel you. good, yeah. Thank you. How are you guys? Good, good buddy. How you doing? Good, good. Ready? It's, you're ready, ready right? Hard way then to fight, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Comain, uh, a Vittori Cannoneer. It's a great card to be on. And, uh, I, you, you know, your first fight in the UFC was a really good fight. Uh, it was a decision, obviously, you lost, but it was still a great, great fight um, with Makachev. And now you see him as the champion. Do you think fighting a fight like that to get into the UFC kind of keeps guys from wanting to have to deal with you? Um, it, it seems like people don't want to fight you if they don't have to. Yeah, you know, like nobody wants to fight with me because everybody knows I'm going to beat them. You know, my skills... Uh, much better than everybody in our division so 
I lost. Uh, I lost just Islam Mahachev, and uh, it was pretty close fight. I had I like I had uh, three and a half weeks for preparing. You know, right? And uh, can imagine if I'm gonna have three months, so I'm gonna beat him easier. Does that make you feel confident? Like you know, you if you win a couple of fights, you're number eight. So if you win a couple of fights and you get a title fight, you've you've been through it with him already. So you kind of you know what he feels like. You know how strong he is. You you know what it feels like to be you know in every situation with him. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm I'm young. I'm getting better every day. So I I train so hard. Like uh, uh, you know, it was four years ago. So now I'm different fighter and. Uh, I think uh, new uh, when I'm gonna fight with him, it, like it's gonna be new Armand Sarukin. So let me ask you: it's it's your first time on here. You know, we want to get to know you a little bit. You know, you're very you're extremely well rounded with your striking and your and your grappling. Where did you start? When did you start your journey in the martial arts? How old were you? And where and where do you come from? So. Um, I, I was rest, I I used to wrestle a little bit when I was young, like until until ten years old. And then, so my old classmates was a, a hockey player, and so I I, I played with him hockey, and uh, and uh, they said, oh Arman, you're doing good. Maybe you should like uh, like move to hockey, play hockey. I said, I don't know, like. And one coach saw me how I I played, and he said, oh. You could be like good player. Maybe you wanna like come and train with us. I said probably, but I don't have all stuff, you know. Like in hockey, you gotta have like all things, you know. And like it's not it's it's not easy like wrestling. Just you need like wrestling shoes and that's it, you know. And like train. A single. So, yeah, like that that coach like gave me like all things, you know. And I started play and uh, I played like eight years, you know, and then. Yeah, I, you know, when I was 17, 17, uh, I understood, like, I couldn't be, like, like, I couldn't get, like, in top level because I started so late for, like, for hockey, you know? And my father said, like, uh, let's work with me, you know, and uh, make money. And I didn't (laughs) like, I didn't like to study, you know, and uh, he said, oh, yeah, I know, like, you're not gonna, like, be, like, a lawyer or something, you know? And uh, I I was working with him like three months. I said, no, father, I want to be a sportsman. So what 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 can I do? Like I, I'm 17 years old, 18 years old. And uh, I said, I'm going to fight, you know. And he said, really? Yeah. So, uh, he didn't like uh, that moment uh, because, you know, I, I can get injured, you know, family. So my mother, she, she didn't like too, but... When I won, when I won the first fight, and then I said, "So can I fight one more time?" And that's it. And when I fought second time, I lost, you know. And uh, it was like, you know, so like hard for me. I started training hard, you know. I I rematched him. I won him again in one year. So, and then like I continue to fight, and now like I'm a fighter, and like all all my family support me and. Uh, Everybody helps me, like, you know, to get better. So now I'm a fighter, you know. So wait, when you said fighting, when you said, I think I want to fight, um, did you think at that point that you would make a living doing it? Or is it just something that you wanted to do because you didn't want to work with your dad and that was just the, yeah. the next logical step? Yeah, 
no just just myself you know i don't i didn't work uh i didn't like to work with my father it was so hard you know wake up 6 a.m and like uh, like go like you know with him all like do some things you know like eat whatever like we can stop on gas station eat there you know but i used to eat like clean you know at home like like keep diet you know because like i played i played hockey like professional so i uh, i was fat and like i saw i saw me in the mirror and i said no i should like i should go to train and uh there is a one organization in uh, our city uh, it, it's called mvp and that's why maybe i was in tour tournament once and i saw the crowd i saw the like the guys who fight with each other and like music you know and they, it, i was excited you know i said oh I, sh I should fight because when I was young, so I like fighting. If like uh, someone say, oh, Arman, you're going to fight with this guy? I say, yeah. So uh, like in Russia, let's see, like we just like, I mean, like young, if you're young age, we we fight with each other in the, in the street all the time. We don't like talk a lot. Now it's kind of like different because like, you know, but when, when I was growing up so we've, we've we fought a lot you know in the street so and uh when i saw that tournament so at that event so I, I understood like on my mind so i could be a fighter so i just wanted to be like to to do a few i just wanted to fight a, a couple fights you know but when i lost i said no way i lost like so i gotta be best here and and then i started keep winning and i had a uh 12 win streak and uh, yeah and my my manager called me and said oh probably UFC can sign you I I said no way where I am where is UFC you know like just <laughs> I thought like just like fighting Russia you know I'm like 20 years old 21 years old and uh, I, I didn't like think you know about UFC or like some different uh big organization just i thought just myself you know like fight and that's it what? yeah but when he he said about you see i was excited i started train hard you know like and then like before four weeks he said do you want to fight with islam Mahachev? i said of course i want to fight for me it doesn't <clears> matter like who is gonna be like just give me fight i'm gonna fight and i'm gonna win like trust me so and the, i my weight was like 80s 86 kilo that moment because like you know i i wasn't in shape yeah. but i cut i cut weight very well and um i fought very well but you know like i need like i need time to to prepare for islam Mahaja because he's sure. a good you know he's number one in our division no oh, yeah of course he's a that's almost 189 pounds i had to look up 80 because we don't know kilos here at all um, I had to look that up. That's almost about 190 pounds. Wow, that's a huge cut in three and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let, yeah. Me, let me ask you, when you were working with your father for that limited time and was showing you a, a type of life that you could have had, what was he doing? What job was that? He's a builder, so he builds, like, houses. Okay. So, and, uh, you know... How great... Of a, of, yeah, you got uh, my father, he's a builder, you know, and uh, he's so hard worker. So he's like, uh, he has his own own company, but he works like, uh, he can do like random things, like drive a car, you know, like 
you know, and uh, I don't know, like help with uh, some of his uh, workers, you know, work with them. Like he's a like, you know, village guy, you know, but he he now he like he has his own company, but he gives me like a lot of things to do. I have my old brother. He's in uh, he's in his business, too. And okay. uh, it was so hard, you know, like, and we don't have a time because it's my father's company. We could work like 6 a.m. until like 10, 11 a.m. because we got to do a lot of things summertime. And uh, winter is we can't work too much. That's why like summertime is crazy. Like we got to we got to work so hard. And I was dirty all day, you know, my hair <laughs> like like, you know, because you're on like on the on that area you know like uh, but i used to i used to live like a like a like you know like a boy you know like eat at home you know like clean go to train yeah. you know like i i got i i used to like live like this but when he showed me that that way i said father thank you so much but can you give me opportunity and he always give me what i want so if i said oh father i want to be a hockey player he said okay do it uh i said i want to be mma fighter he didn't say like oh no 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 he said i don't like it but if you want do it and uh when i had like six six seven seven uh fights he said maybe enough because we have money why you like fight it maybe you why are you risking get, it yeah yeah just uh, i can give you normal job like you can sit in your room like calculate some you know like money or whatever like and uh, you don't need to like fight, you know, because you can you can get hurt. So I know I said, please give me like a couple of years to work. And now like I I make money and uh, I don't call my father father like buy me a car or something, right? You know, but he stills buy me car or like houses, and uh, I really appreciate it for that. You know, he he always support me. That maybe that's why I got success too. You know, I don't think about like oh. Uh, you know, I got to pay here, here, here. He does all things for me, you know, whatever I need, whatever, like, so when I was young, I said, I, I got to go to Dagestan, you know, I got to go to Thailand, I got to go somewhere, you know, and like learn English, we got to pay for everything, you know, and he like, he, he gave me that opportunity, you know, to be a fighter, so and I'm so he let, he let you let you pursue your dream. Yeah, which is yeah. which is so great to have somebody who even if he didn't agree yeah. with it, he was supportive of it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yes. I wanted to ask you too before I forget, because uh, you mentioned uh, Makashev again. What do you think when you look at his uh, very dominant win over Charles Oliveira? And then you look at uh, Volkanovsky, who comes up in weight and, and fights a very tough fight. What do you think? Volkanovsky presented or what challenge to him do you think Volkanovsky presented that he was that they didn't see with Oliveira because that's a surprising uh, uh you know what I mean like you think Oliveira would have had the better luck because he's naturally that weight and you know he's Charles Oliveira you know uh I think Islam he didn't accept like uh Volkanovsky that strong like he is you know he th he thought like it's gonna be easy fight for him you know he has like long arm long like like uh legs you know he like he can took him down and like hold him there but he couldn't you know and that's why like he he broke a little bit during the fight and like he got tired so fast and uh 
you know, Val Valkanovski is a different fighter. He's high level fighter, and uh, I thought it's gonna be a tough fight, and it was a tough fight. So, but uh, stylistically, Valkanovski is uncomfortable to Islam Mahachev, but Oliveira is very comfortable for Islam because he laid down like and like tried to to do like some triangles on like Islam Mahachev. It's like so we gotta like. It's for me. It's present. If someone gonna lay down on me, you know, like whatever, like if he has like black belt or like he's a, uh, a ADCC a couple of champions. So I fought with David Ramos. He's like three times yeah. ADC champion. I took him down and like grant him there. So and uh, MMA is not grappling. And uh, uh, Charles Oliveira he does same thing like last weekend. You know, he lay down on. Uh, on the floor with Dariush and Dariush could like like hold him all rounds and like beat him but he 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 let him get up and like miss the punch you know and then yeah uh if they gonna fight again uh, that uh Islam Mahachev versus uh Oliveira for sure uh Islam gonna win because stylistically it's not good for uh, for uh, Oliveira, yeah, not good for Charles. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, Charles Benil was doing the right thing on the floor. He was shutting down the uh, yeah. the mission assault uh, attack of um, of Charles, but uh, the difference was on the feet, and uh, you know, Islam is squared away on the feet also. So yeah. Yeah, well, Armin, thank you so much for coming on. You, you're such an exciting fighter. A great comment, I guess, Joaquin Silva, this uh, uh, Saturday night. And uh, have a great fight, man. I'll be interested to see you getting back in a rematch with Islam. I think that'd be such an exciting championship fight. So, hopefully, maybe one or two more fights that we can see you fighting for the yeah. belt. Let's go. Thank you so much. All right, I'll great talking to you. Good luck Take on Saturday. Care, thank you so much. Bye -bye, okay, guys. thank you, man. Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, that's that's going to be a great co-main. Um, yeah, we'll be interested to see him rematch with Islam. And I know I have our next guest. That's the only reason we wrapped up this interview is because we have. Uh, he likes our, to talk. I like that. I like yeah, he does. Part. He's good. He's very open. Uh, Mark Ellis. I'm not sure if Mark's in the room or not, but I thought that they said he was coming. Yeah, I like a guy who answers questions and is thoughtful and, you know, it beats the one word answer, guys. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Vittori against uh, Cannoneer? That's a very interesting fight. Well, 
I'll start off by saying this, that right now, though, I, I think you're cute. I, oh, I'm going to stop singing now because my friend is here. Why? Hey, Mark Ellis. Hey, Mark. I don't think we all bought tickets to this fucking gun show. Put a goddamn shirt <laughs> on. Can you, can you, Mark, I feel like I know you better than I do. I'm a, being, Mark, I'll say hello first. Are you, is your mic working? My mic is fine, Matt. My ego's a little hurt because yeah. you're usually on this show shirtless half the time. I figured I'd split the difference between you and Jimmy and go like with a tank top. So I'm kind of the, I wanted to be the meat in the Matt Jim sandwich. Yeah, oh, you no, be you comfortable. Don't let Matt bully out of that shirt. That's a fine <laughs> shirt. You be comfortable. We're all, we're all going to be shirtless in a second. Now, do you guys know each other? Because Mark, this is my friend Jimmy. Yeah, have we I've, met before? We've met a few times, Jim. Yeah. I actually, I, we, the last time we talked was a long time ago in the back of the comedy store, I think oh, in okay. LA. And actually it's a funny story because Jim, who was already like, a, like Jim, you were doing like tough crowd and stuff by, by this point, we showcased for Mitzi the same night at the comedy That's, store. Yeah, I remember and, that. And it was, and back, back in those days when you showcase for Mitzi, she, you know, God love her. She, she's a home run hitter. She's the, the, the queen of comedy. She was in sometimes to watch the showcases and other times she was just kind of like not really around. And so Jim shows up and there's maybe 15 people in the original room on open mic night when you showcase. And so Jim goes up and I'm a couple after Jim. You get introduced and the crowd stops clapping before you even got to the stage. And so wow. the first thing I still remember this, the first thing you said in the mic was, what, did I suck on the way up? That's <laughs> Yep. Yeah. It's funny when you, when you don't get, when you don't get to the microphone in time uh, and they stop, there really is, that's a, a certain humiliation you can't explain to people who haven't been through, but every comic understands that feeling. <laughs> But then Matt, I, Matt, you you would also appreciate the balls on Jim because then he proceeds. And Mitzi was was at an advanced age by this point. I think the first bit Jim did was a, a bit about an old woman falling down an escalator. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't remember the bit, but I'm happy I did it. I did get passed too. Um, I don't think I talked to her much after, but I think they told me like, yeah, she said fine, you can do sponsor. Yeah, yeah, and and you, you were you were pretty well along by there. It took me a couple more efforts to uh, to finally get the the nod and get the name on the wall and all that good stuff. But it is always good to uh, to catch up with you and Matt. I mean, you just you you DM me, you hound me. You're a super fan. It, it's great <laughs> seeing you. And next time I make it back east, man, I can't wait to get in the gym and just and just have you put me through my paces. I invited you to do some jujitsu, and I was when you were when you when you DM me last night. I'm like. Mark's coming on again. Then I go, wait a minute. <laughs> you, I go, you, we were on my buddy, our buddy, Christian Harloff show together. That's the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, are you friends with Christian? The other guy. Yeah. We, we did Schmo's No Forever, our movie review show. And then we had a, the movie trivia Schmodown, which just became this like huge, the biggest movie trivia show in the world. So we toured nationwide doing theaters with that and yeah, uh, a lot of fun cool? personalities. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually doing his show tomorrow. And He's we're going to be in New man. York. We're going to be in New York next week doing uh, his podcast live at New York Comedy Club. So if, if you guys are bored, come on out. Whose podcast? Uh, Christian Harloff. It's called The Big Thing. And that's kind of his endeavor. And so him and I don't do schmoes no anymore, but we, we still we still pal around. We're both uh, lucky enough to be invited to the premiere of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny tonight. So oh, very nice. Uh, to, uh, get wow, to brag to him that I was on your show. Hey, Mark Ellis, listen. That looks like a pile of shit. So <laughs> have fun eating that. Enjoy that motherfucker. Uh, 
You know, Christian Harwell, if I consider a friend at this point, because we geek out all the time. I've been on his show a bunch, talk a lot of movie shit. And you're the so- biggest Star Wars nerd east of the Mississippi. You are? You no, are. you are, Matt. Oh, I am. Fuck yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Force Awakens, I enjoyed it. Fucking, what is it, Ryan Johnson? Is that him? Yeah, Last Jedi. How do you feel? What a idiot. He should have stuck to fucking Looper. Looper <laughs> 2. He should have Looper 2. Instead, he jumps in, shits all over J.J. Abrams' fucking, all his fucking, he set up a beautiful fucking table, and the other guy comes over and just fucking, he goes to do the magician trick to the table, and just all the silverware goes everywhere. He fucking shit all over the place. And then the third one, they bring J.J. back to save the day, and it's just a fan film that I totally forgot about. I don't even know what the hell happened. But the good news is, I love the Mandalorian and all that shit. And I love the lore. I love the, I'm an Empire Strikes Back. I like Rogue One. The Andor, what about Andor? Fucking great. The streaming shows are amazing. And as and, and as somebody of your years as well, I just like to remind the kids out there when they're crapping on Star Wars to go back to the 1990s, the dark ages of Star Wars, when we had to read new Star Wars. We actually had and, and not have it read to you like an audiobook. You actually right. actually had to do the work and you had to read. Occasionally you got lucky with like the Dark Horse comics where they would have pictures and words, but most of the time you're just reading new Star Wars via novels. And then we got the classic trilogy redone with some new stuff put in which people complain about i was excited to see it at the time because that was george lucas getting back in the gym that was him tinkering with effects and that was the tease of the promise of the prequels which people have their feelings about but anytime we get a new star wars movie i love the new trilogy i love the sequel trilogy because again you just don't get that experience in a movie theater that often and it might be as simple as the giant letters coming at you with john williams theme song there's no opening like it that you will ever see in a movie theater. Hey, but you know it's it's a rough go when the Mark Hamill himself is just like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> this is Luke is a symbol of hope. What the fuck? He didn't say that, but let's read between lines, people. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm trying to compare the world of Star Wars to UFC, and it's like you have all these cards that you get excited about week after week after week, and sometimes it lives up to the hype and sometimes it doesn't, but I just want folks to take a step back and just appreciate that you have that sport or that you have this franchise, that you have pretty much unlimited potential in both. The sandbox is so big, and so in the world of Star Wars, for example, now we have the announcement, and hopefully Lucasfilm sticks to this announcement, is that we have a movie that's going to be going all the way back to the beginning of the Jedi and Sith, and then we'll have another movie that's continuing the the Ray saga and then we'll have another movie that's going to be sandwiched in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens kind of tying everything from Ahsoka and the Mandalorian all up into one nice bow and so there's a lot to look forward to in a galaxy far far away I, I like, huh. and I agree I, Jimmy that last line makes Jimmy want to fucking try to punch you in the face no Jimmy. not at all I mean I, I like Star I, Wars but I'm just a little sick of George Lucas and I hate the fact that he made Greedo shoot first. That's just really, <laughs> I'm so happy that Spielberg, by the way, Spielberg yeah. hates the fact that he took the guns out of E.T. He hates yeah. that he, he himself did that. So I, I love that. I hope dumb George Lucas has that same regret uh, about making it softer to make Han, Han more likable. There was a line that Steven Spielberg, I think, took out of a cut of E.T., and screened it and then the fan reaction was so negative that he put it back in for like for the next anniversary one and the line 
The, the line was at the beginning when Elliot's yelling at his older brother, who's kind of like boying him a little bit. He says something and then he, he calls him penis breath. And <laughs> Steven Spielberg took out the, the line penis breath. And then Hi. the fans were like, why'd you take penis breath out? And Spielberg was like, look, I honestly didn't know people had that much of an attachment to that insult. So yeah. I'll put it back in. And so now penis breath is back in. E.T., I'm happy to say. Well, let me ask, um, let me, Jimmy, as a man who has penis breath, do you, do you get insulted? Would you get... Sorry, I'll get no, 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 not at all. I, I, I wouldn't find that insulting at all. No. But Jimmy, hey, yes. I'm going to talk about some movies that are out, sure. one's out now and one is coming out soon that I swear to God, my nipples are hard for it. I can't wait. Uh, first, The Spider-Verse. Yes. I don't, know, I don't know what you think of it. This guy liked it. I enjoy it. People are complaining about the runtime. This guy isn't. I'll put another hour on that bitch. I, like I feel the exact same way. The two hour plus runtime flew by. And look, and I'll be honest with you, fellas. I am not like I'm not at the forefront of comic book movies live action anymore. I'm a little I'm a little tired of them. I need a break. OK, yeah. again, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a kid of the of the 90s. I remember you got like a cool comic book movie. Then you had to wait three years for the next one. And yeah. so I can pump the brakes on some of the live action ones. But with Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse, as soon as I saw it, it became my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. 95% certified fresh on the tomato meter. And then this one comes along and it's around the same. I think actually into the Spider-Verse is like 97 and across the Spider-Verse is 95%. And for anybody out there who's like, yeah, but it's a cartoon, it's for kids. I promise you, once you sit in the theater and you're there for all of maybe two minutes, you are going to be blown away. You're going to be invested. It's yeah. sort of like when I'm talking, when I talk to adults and I try to sell them on an animated film, it's almost like I'm selling somebody on going to see a musical because like, you know, the three of us hanging out, we're not necessarily going to mention Grease is our favorite movie of all time. But right. if you put us in a theater and Grease starts, we're pretty much like tapping our toes and snapping sure. our and singing along. Go Grease, like, you know, no, we're going. We're Who doesn't going. remember a, a girl, like a young Stucker Channing, a young 30-year-old <laughs> high school student? <laughs> Rizzo's got a bun in the oven, and she looks like she's got a few kids already. Yeah, she sure does. She, she sure does. A, she was such a whore in that movie. I know, I loved I her. It. The Pink Ladies, man, taking yeah, over. man, a hickey yeah. from Kanicki's like a Hallmark card. <laughs> huh? huh? Wasn't yeah, that Jeff man. Conaway? Was that Jeff Conaway? I was Jeff Conaway and, and interesting, the Grease uh, Broadway production, which is what the movie was based on. Jeff Conaway played the role of Danny Zuko. And so somebody had to break the news to Conaway that, hey, man, good news. They're making a movie. You're in it. Uh, you're not going to be Zuko. This guy, Vinny Barbarino from Welcome Back, Cotter. He's getting pretty hot right now. So we're going to put him. Wow. As Zuko. And so Conaway got the role as Kanicki, which look. I mean, Kaniki is still when you go back and watch the movie, Kaniki is still the starter. OK, he is still the guy who's supposed to be drag racing the scorpions. OK, uh, Kaniki just he he gets hurt opening a car door. So it's a freak injury. And so it's almost like he was about to have the title fight and then he didn't make weight or something the day before. So you got to plug somebody else in there. That somebody else was Zuko and the rest is history. He, he literally. Yes, he couldn't sing. <laughs> maybe maybe Jeff Conway can't sing as well as Travolta could, or maybe he didn't dance. Maybe you know who it's knows. It's got to be the dancing. Yeah, yeah. Travolta can still cut a rug. I see. I've seen yeah. the commercials. Listen. Yeah. Before you start bringing up face off, forget about that guy for a second. Yeah. No. I want to talk about the <laughs> new. I know you're going to see Indiana Jones tonight, which is for me. 
far from exciting. What is what is exciting is the new Flash movie. I can't fucking wait. I am a huge fan. I'm not an anime guy, but my favorite animation movie is the Flashpoint Paradox, and this is loosely based off of that. Or there's some they're taking things from that, like Michael Keaton in an alternate universe as like in that universe. I you know. Uh, Bruce Wayne died in the father's state of life. He became Batman. Not to give shit away, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing in this. So I don't know. They're taking a lot from that movie. It looks so fucking cool. It's getting great reviews. What do you know about it? Did you see it? I got to see it in Las Vegas at CinemaCon. So this was about a month ago, and they they played it for all the like movie exhibitors. And I was lucky enough to to be in there. Uh, thank you, Rotten Tomatoes, for that. So I'm sitting in the, in the theater, and the movie starts. It's currently seventy percent, which is fresh in the tomato meter. And then with the Flash, what's interesting is the marketing for this movie is it's like, oh, hey, this movie is called The Flash. The Flash is in it, but Batman's back. Like they had a Super Bowl trailer which is hilarious to me in retrospect. The Super Bowl trailer for Flash had Batman, and the big reveal was that Michael Keaton is going to be playing Batman in this movie. So when I'm in Vegas, I'm doing Man on the Street, right? I'm doing interviews with, with people, asking them what movies they want to see this summer. And I tell them, hey, you know, The Flash is coming out. They're like, oh, yeah, I kind of like The Flash. I'm like, well, what if I told you Batman's in it? And they're like, okay, I like Batman. I'm like, what if I told you Michael Keaton is back as Batman and everybody loses their minds? They're like, what? How is this even possible? And so that's definitely the highlight of the film is getting to see that Batman back in the cape and cow and actually like fighting crime. It's not like what, what I can tell you all about the movie. It's not just Michael Keaton back like waving and then being like, all right, thanks. I, here's my, where's my paycheck? He is one of the leads of the movie. And kicks ass all over again, like it's 89 or 92. I never loved him as Batman to begin with. I'd be more excited about Adam West, um, but I don't really care about seeing uh, uh, Michael Keaton. I know that everybody loves him as Batman. I, I, I never loved any of the modern Batmans, to be honest. I think Michael Keaton is about as good of a Bruce Wayne as you could possibly get. I, I like Val Kilmer as Batman. I. I think Christian Bale or Michael Keaton would probably be my favorites, but it's also, you know, the, the movie you put around it. And I think that Batman 1989, I just love it so much still because I remember that summer being a little kid and you could not escape Batman. It was everywhere. Everybody right. had the Converse All-Stars. Everybody was listening to Prince on the radio. And yeah. it was just, it, it was a wonderful time to be alive because, again, that was like the comic book movie of, you know, the decade hey. back then. Now, now you got one every week. Mark Ellis. When I was uh, in 1989, a 14-year-old me, I'm like this emoji, by the way. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, uh, I did not go to my middle school. Back then it was called junior high. I did not go to the graduation, even though I graduated. I went with my best buddy, Jimmy Gallagher, to the opening night of the, of, not the Dark Knight, of Batman with yeah. Michael Keaton. And she, the Jack Nicholson is the Joker. They had a, it was like one of those movies where in the theater there was such a hype where there's a beach ball. I don't know if there was a beach ball going around. Oh, yeah. People were so excited, all these nerds. I was one of them. <laughs> it was so good because it was like, almost like they took – it's like one of the first movies in, this, in the superhero right. uh, drama to, uh, to take it kind of seriously. Like he's not just being the Adam West stuff that Jimmy likes. The power right. That's you know right. what Jimmy used to like? Jimmy likes to do the line that, that Michael Keaton does. He likes to go, 
I'm Batman. Do it, Jimmy. <laughs> you always do it. Do it again, Jimmy. All right. Yeah. Uh, you want to go nuts? Let's go nuts. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, I love it. That, I love that scene in Batman 1989 because that's the only time in that movie that you can see Michael Keaton slip right back into the role of Beetlejuice from the year prior. <laughs> he sounds so much like Beetlejuice in that one moment, and it makes me kind of want to see Beetlejuice fight Joker. They kind of look the same. Like I, I think that's a great fantasy, like celebrity deathmatch kind of situation. Yeah. Hey, they have uh, they, they gave us your list of uh, and our producer. Uh, has it, I guess, your list of your top 10. They had asked Matt and I to come up with a list of top 10 uh, uh, martial arts movies. Of course, uh, we neither of us did it because we're just, we suck at that. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's Wait, look we at your were, list. Wait, hold on. I thought we were playing a game. Uh, oh, maybe Jake. I don't know what we're doing. Jake is just, you're, right. you're hit, his ranking of top 10 up. martial let's arts films. Wait, hold on. I mean, that's hold a beautiful on. list. And, and it all sure really, is. I've never seen any of those movies. Your Red graphics belt? department came. Wait, hold on. Did you did you enjoy Red Belt? I did enjoy Red Belt because that was my entrance into the world of MMA and and that sort of fighting style. And I thought the storyline was pretty cool. Like it, it's you need great fight scenes, and Red Belt is is lacking in the fight scenes, in my opinion. But I thought the actual story and and it was my introduction to Shuatel Ejiofor as an actor. So uh, it, it was great to kind of meet that person for the first time on the big screen through Red Belt. Well, I'll tell you this much. Now that I see that you liked Red Belt, I can, I pretty much, you might enjoy that Indiana Jones film tonight. It's, Matt, I've already seen it. You're going to love oh, it. Oh, you've seen feel, it? You're going to feel like a Are king. Are they making Indiana Jones and just a old, old pussy? And the girl does all the fighting and everything? Yes or no? Get this. I, I don't want to see this list of fucking horrible movies. Put back the face of Mark Ellis, please. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. No, 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 it's not your fault, but you didn't make those movies. But yeah. So, you want you would rather see I'm just trying to to separate why are you so excited to see old Batman played by Michael Keaton but you can't stomach old Indiana Jones played by Harrison Ford this is why because I heard fair question fair question here comes the answer uh this is the reason because Michael Keaton's actually fighting I believe I from what I heard they're actually making him a badass I don't mind seeing an old Indiana Jones kick some ass as long as he's not fucking fucking cowering in the corner and his niece is out there being the fucking next Lara Croft. Look, my th ass. There's some great supporting performances in Indiana Jones, but he oh. still is doing a lot of look. Well, let's be I honest. I smell with the stuff. pussy way out. I'm sorry. Mark. No, go Harrison ahead. Ford. Why is Michael he in the corner? Was he neither in the neither one of them are doing their own stunts. Okay, they're ah. they have stunt people doing all this stuff. But what ah. they didn't do with Batman and what they do with 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 Indiana Jones is they have this de aging thing that you see in a lot of comic book movies now. They de age Harrison Ford for about 15, 20 minutes of the movie, and so it's almost like you're watching a mini younger Indiana Jones movie in in some in some spots. So I, like I think that. you'll get a kick out of that. So I like that. But let's, let's fast forward when he's an old man. Is his knees kicking ass and he's sitting there like, oh, watch out, honey. Yeah. Whip. Indiana now, like, Jones and the Mark, swollen prostate. Yeah. Mark, <laughs> I know you're getting some free. Uh, I, I didn't hear that about the prostate. Oh, I was just I was just commenting on uh, his uh, his prostate. He's an old it was, man. It, it, it was a, a woody drop in by by Jim, who's who's uh, refereeing this battle between you and I, Matt. I feel that Mark's just being a nice guy right now. Yeah. Listen to me. Indiana Jones won. I went with my father. Change. I loved it. Honestly, changed my life as a young kid. I 
wow, look at this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom. Yeah. You, know, you call him Dr. Jones, doll. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. Short round and the fucking pulling hearts out of the chest. The third one, I loved it. At the time, I was a little like, I enjoyed it. I watched it the other day, actually. It's my I, favorite one. Yeah, because it's him great. and his dad and, and it's Sean Connery. And he's just, yeah. he's so good. And he's playing kind of anti-James Bond. Yeah, it's exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. That's what I mean by anti-James. It, it was so cool. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, the night at the end, they show up and he's like a ghost. And, eh, you know, take away half a stuff of that. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. And uh, then after that, the one with Shia LaBeouf and he's doing a Tarzan thing. I get the fuck out of here. Boo! Boo this man! <laughs> Shia! Shia! Go back to fucking Transformers. I loved you in that. Other than that, just, you know, the Tank movie was good. But stay away from Indiana Jones. And uh, this one coming out, I can tell already. I, I don't want to go in negative, like with a negative mindset, right. but, you know. I'm no, go, you you should go in seeking revenge like as 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 Jim and I know from stand up if you have a bad set somewhere you cannot wait to get up again like you cannot wait to to immediately get that feeling off and get back up on stage somewhere and and sort of clean the slate and so in like I would look at this as like like, like uh your your guy uh Charles Oliveira who had a great fight this past Saturday night right coming yeah. back from the loss against Islam so it's like you have a you have a crushing defeat and then you come back and it's your return to glory that's what I was hoping Indy 5 was going to be and I feel like it succeeded in that so I I'm just going to send you Matt all I'm going to do is is ask you for for $20 and 2 hours of your time all right you go see the movie and then I'll come back and you can yell at me if you didn't like it, if it was worse than Crystal Skull. I think you're going to have All a right. good time, though. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm easy, man. I like a lot of shit. That analogy was similar when Jimmy goes, Matt, you lost that very close fight to uh, Matt Hughes. Very close. I thought you won. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't embarrass me. And then I went back in. He goes, Matt, remember you went right back in and you knocked out Frank Trigg. And I go, all right, Jimmy. I, know. I just watched that again the other day. I know you sent me the picture, Jimmy. Right on his chin. When he was I on know. the yeah, was a beautiful what one. What does this look like? Because he was bald all he wasn't bald at the time, but just yeah. Anyway, uh Mark, I heard we're playing a game. We're playing producer, a game. producer, get the game of fun of but I don't know if this I, game is gonna be good, Matt. I don't know. Dude, you're a negative little nilly sometimes. No, 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 because I, Mark just said a game. He didn't know it was a game. So there is a game. There is a game. Look. Ready? Com ready? UFC unfiltered. Combat movie trivia. trivia. All right. We have 10 multiple choice questions. Matt and Mark are going to answer the same questions one after the other. If a tiebreaker is necessary, there's an 11th question. Love it. Can, can, now, you, Mark, can, you're the, uh, who's, who's the guy that died that did Jeopardy? Uh, Alex, Alex Trebek. Trebek. You are like our Trebek. Good. Okay. Yes. Um, now, let me ask you, now, can everybody see these questions, Jake, or am I the only one who's going to see them? Doesn't matter. Put one up. Look to us, you ginger. One at a time, please. Now, don't put ten up at a time. That'd be one silly. One at a time, and me and Mark are going head-to-head. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just try to answer as quick as we can, Matt. I'm sorry, are you in a rush? And it's going to be up to Jim to I, I have all day. The dog is good, sleeping. Good, good. We're having fun. Okay. Here's the question. In which movie is the famous fight between Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris? A, The Big Boss. B, Enter the Dragon. C, Way of the Dragon. D, Fists of Fury. What do you think, Matt? 
I'll wait. I'll, I'll give you the honor. Okay. So when the the famous fight scene. Okay. So I I, I know it. Do you want to go first? How does this work? I think I know it. So I'll go first and I'll say B, enter the dragon. Oh, well, it's absolutely not that. So will it wanna will it wanna just let him know it's not into the dragon? Uh is it? I don't know, Matt. No, it's not into the dragon. Well, you have to guess, Matt. You oh no, to... I know what it is. I, I'm gonna say it's well, it's definitely not it's not Fist of Fury. It's not the big boss. I'm gonna is it way of the dragon? I'm, or is it Fist of Fury? I'm going to say Way of the Dragon, even though I'm not sure about that. But it's definitely not Enter the Dragon. What is it? Oh, we got it. Way to Thank go, you. man. Way of the Dragon. Thank you. Number two. All right. During a kung fu scene versus Morpheus, Neo, Keanu Reeves, improvises this popular move from Bruce Lee. A, rubs his nose. B, forms his hands like claws. C wipes blood from his lip. D one inch punch. I know it. Well, Matt, you go first since you got the last question right. Oh, is that how it works? I, I have no idea. <laughs> Make sure Guru's cool with it. All right, we'll, we'll we'll say it together, Matt. Three, two, one. B forms his hands like claws. No, that ain't it. I don't think that's the answer. Matt oh, didn't say it. No, but that's not it, though. I know that's not it. I, I uh, well, now look. Yeah. This one, they're, 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 I don't know. There could be. A, I know he definitely. Now look, he, he rubs his nose. I don't know. That could. He, I know that there's the this, and then he waves them on. Which they're not really writing here when he says rubs his nose, unless they're thinking like that. Yeah. The one inch punch. I believe that was done by Chuck Norris, right? No, no, that was not done by Neo. That was done by Morphosis. The one inch punch. So, oh. and then wipes his lip. This like, like look now I know a rub now he does this or he does uh is he wiping his lip and waves him on is it the nose or the lip Matt that's what I'm that's the question right is didn't he rub nose? his lip and then look at it that was, <laughs> seriously I don't know he about rubs his nose it, 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 it's it's a little deceiving but I will I'll jump out on this and I will say that he wipes blood from his lip I don't remember the did yeah. I know that's from Dumb and Dumber and he rubs his nose are you saying rubs your nose. I didn't even fucking finish. That's right. the answer. They fucked yeah. us up. They did rub your nose, and I was about to say it. We neither one of us got this because all right. So it's still is it one nothing, man? He's getting nervous that Guru's going to jump back. In. I know. So I Jake's panicking. The, the, the answer, the red. What's the name of the tournament, Frank? Oh, this is Frank Ducks. Yeah, Frank Dukes. Jean Claude Van Damme enters in the movie Bloodsport. A Grand Champion, B the Kumite, C the Tanaka, D the King of the Mat. You know what it I, is, Mark? I do know this one, Matt, so I'll let you go first. Oh, it's the Kumite. That oh, is Kumite. Correct. I said the Kumite. I'm yeah. so happy I didn't pretend to like that movie. <laughs> Not the the way. Keep going. Keep <laughs> going. <laughs> said it. All right. Two All to right. one. Two to one, Matt. Which one did you get, Mark? I just got the Kumite. Oh, that was or, you. Okay. Or, or the Kumite in the well, Norton I mean, family. <laughs> Which, uh, when does Marcellus Wallace... Uh, to uh, tell Butch Coolidge, Bruce Willis, to lose the, by KO in the movie Pulp Fiction. A in the first, B in the third, C in the fifth, D in the sixth. Mm, I think I know this one, Matt. I'm going to say it's in the third. I'm going to say it's in the fifth. I think I think the third. I'm just guessing. Uh, quick, Jake. Ah, oh, the fifth. Yes. This is getting so, more interesting, Mark. Is it two to two? Tied up, baby. All right. Matt is panicking. Uh, I don't know, four man. We both got Cubitay, right? 
I got him on his heels. Of these four actors, which one was born in 54, the year of the horse? A, Bruce Lee, B, Jackie Chan, C, Jet Li, D, Dolph Lundgren. Mm, that's a great, great question. Uh, hey, that's, a, that's a very good question. Yeah. I'm going to say Jet Li. It, I'm going to say it was Jackie Chan. I'm going to guess Dolph. Fuck. God All right. Good job, Mark. Dude, I'm on fire. Look, I haven't competed in a schmodown in five years, and so I'm a little rusty, but I'm starting to feel it again. I'm starting to get that sweat back. You're doing really well. In yep. 90, right, Jimmy, you read this. In, 90, I, in 1977, six-time world karate champion Chuck Norris played the leading role in this movie. A, the big brawl. B, missing. C, breaker, breaker. D, fist of fury. Oh, Matt and his age and experience might have it over me here. Matt? You know this, Matt? Uh, in the 19th of the six-time world karate champion played this role in this movie. Oh! Yes! All right, I'm going to guess. It. I'm going to guess it's the big brawl. I'm the big brawl? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't believe he was in the big brawl. I'm going to say he was in Missing. Okay, breaker, ah. breaker. <laughs> breaker, breaker, we both suck. What's next? Kurt Russell starred in which martial arts movie? A, oh. Big Trouble in Little China. All right, we got B, this, B, The Matt. Karate Kid. C, Escape from Oregon, which was a great uh, prequel. And D, Snake <laughs> in the Eagle's Shadow. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I know it. We both know this. Yep. It is uh, Big Trouble big in trouble Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. We both it, but, that one. But don't sleep on Escape from Oregon. You see how Snake Plissken got that eye patch. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, he gets stabbed in the eye in Portland on the way to the airport. All right, in which movie did Jet Li make his Hollywood debut? A, Rush Hour. B, Romeo Must Die. C, Lethal Weapon 4. D, Hard Target. Hmm. All right. I think, I, I think I'm feeling this one, Matt. As much as I love Hard Target, it's one of my favorite Van Damme movies John ever. Woo. I believe Wait, isn't that a John Woo movie or no? It was John Woo's American debut, so they're, they're trying to throw us off there uh, as a director. Um, Matt, I, I know this, so I'll let you, I'll let you take a stab. You know, I was going to say it's between Romeo Must Die and Lethal Weapon 4. I'll see Lethal Weapon 4, man, it came out first. And you would be correct. That is my wager as well. Oh, we're good. Ah, we are good. I didn't remember that he was good. in that. We are good. When we team up, which actor, we're unstoppable. Which actor voiced the character Poe in the movie Kung Fu Panda? A, Jonah Hill, B, Seth Rogen, C, Jack Black, D, Zach Galifianakis. Jack Black. That is Jack Black, and there's a new one coming out. We got a new Kung Fu Panda. I feel I, I mean, the, I felt like Kung Fu Panda. Okay. The <laughs> fun is mounting to a point. This I feel the crescendo for this fun. Uh, which real-life wrestler faced off, oh, my God, versus Rocky and Rocky Three, Macho uh. Man, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, or Jesse Ventura? Too easy. Uh. It's... Hulk Thunder Hogan. lips, baby. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Gotta make in this the shit flesh. Uh, he was great in that movie, by the way. Hulk Hogan was fucking great in that movie. <laughs> the only I movie love- I like better is the one he made in, 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 in his bedroom with his giant Coke can penis. That was my favorite Hulk Hogan film. No, uh, not which as well received by the public. Yeah. But <laughs> the reviews actor, for that one. But it paid him more. Uh, <laughs> which which actor right. played Mr. Miyagi in the first four Karate Kid movies? Kari Haruyuka Tagawa, uh, Tagawa Toshiro Obata Sho Koshugi 
Noriyuki Morita. Yeah, it's D Morita. It is D, uh, more commonly uh, in the States known as Pat. And uh, yeah. props to Jim for actually getting those name pronunciations. Yeah, I was going to read it, but I let him do it. Go ahead. Released <laughs> in 1972, The Way of the Dragon had a budget of 130000 Without going over, how much money did it generate at the box office? Ooh, without going over. All right. I know the answer to this, actually. <sighs> huh. All right. It, it feels like it was, it was a hit. Um, in terms of profitability, it may have been deemed a modest hit by like box office standards at the time. It wasn't exactly Jaws or The Exorcist. But Matt, I'm going to set the bidding at $10 million. $10 million? $10 million on a budget of $130. I'm going to put it at $9 million and nine. Fucking hundred and ninety nine, motherfucker! You prices righted me, you sob. I'm out, motherfucker. I'm gonna guess too. A hundred and thirty thousand and one dollar. <laughs> you can't go. Oh over. my god! A hundred and thirty million dollars. That's gonna be my point because Matt was Matt was so sure it was under that. Wow. Matt tried yes. to Matt tried to sweep the leg, and I ended I up brain kicking him. Well, what what is 130 oh, million? Oh, I didn't see the answer. There's the answer. Wow. 130 million. That is like Exorcist Jaws money almost back then. That's incredible. I mean, I mean that's fucking over? insane. Yeah. That right, is, uh, hold on. I'm checking what that is right now. It's $945 million. Wait a minute. That made almost a billion dollars? In today In money, yeah. Holy hey, fuck. Jimmy, man, don't sleep on Bruce Lee, bro. I mean, that's, um, I mean, anyway, listen, Mark, I, I, I'm assuming that we should wrap this up immediately as we were yes. dutifully instructed. So <laughs> thank you for coming on. What, what should we promote? Like what podcast are you doing? Yes. You're doing so we want to promote for you properly. I love you boys. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is wrong is the podcast I do every week. We take a movie and we take that tomato meter number. So for Matt's movie, the flash, Currently at 70%, we would debate whether the tomato meter is too low, whether it's too high, or whether it's just right. So new uh, new episodes, I believe, every two weeks now for uh, Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. And my new stand-up special, Alive and Well, comes out this July on All Things Comedy Network. Oh, nice. Good. Bill, yeah. Bill's company. That's great, man. Yeah, Bill Burr is just the best. And, uh, and you're a close second, Jim. I've always been a fan. I actually have Thanks, happy Mark. endings on my, on my guest bathroom uh, on the back of that toilet. So, oh, that's we, great. Thank anybody you. Anybody who comes over knows exactly who I am and what I care about. Yes, and uh, it motivates people to take a shit and get out quickly. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. It's good talking to you again, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, good luck with the special. It's fantastic. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. And uh, Matt, go see Indiana Jones and tell me what you thought. I, I will, Mark. Take care, man. Good seeing you, dude. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Be good, buddy. Take see care, you guys. Bro. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right. Um, that was great. Um, now, are we going to do uh, – Mark was great. Mark was fine. I like Mark. But, uh, hey, listen, Jimmy. What a yep. good – let's plug the fights. Let's plug you at the fat – Black. Fat Black Pussycat tonight. And uh, I also have a couple more gigs. Since my agent decides not to actually uh, send me uh, when things are going on sale, um, I had one go on sale while we were talking on the air since my agent decides not to email me or anything. Coming up on this Sunday, Matt, I'm going to be in New Hampshire with Burt Kreischer on the Fully Loaded Tour. June 24th, the Sugarloaf Comedy Festival up in Chester, New York. July 16th, my first four shows in uh, Rogan's Club uh, in Austin are sold out. Comedy Mothership Sunday was added, two shows. Uh, August 12th, I'm at the uh, Chemo Theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, September 28th, Toronto, Just for Laughs Festival. October 27th through 31st, who cares? Burt's Cruise is sold out. And the, the fights this weekend? Is that yes. Weekend? This weekend, let me get that. that should, instead of promoting my own shit, I should actually do my job. Uh, oh. Vittori versus Cannoneer. Um, we, uh, June the 17th, that is this Saturday night. 7 o'clock is uh, ESPN 2 uh, ESPN, uh, and ESPN Plus is the prelims. Uh, and uh, the main card is 9 o'clock, ESPN and ESPN Plus. Uh, a great, great card. Sarukian, Joaquin Silva is the co-main. Vittori, Jared Cannonier, main event number three versus number four. A uh, huge fight in the middleweight division. And uh, thank you to Armin and thank you to Mark for coming on. And Matt, always a delight. And good job with the questions, Jake. He did a great job with that. Jake, yeah. good job. We, we rarely say it, our favorite ginger, but great job. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy, man, shit, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thanks, buddy. Not soon, not soon enough. Little, little. <laughs> oh now <laughs> all right bye buddy bye see you emmy award-winning john mulaney presents everybody's in la a special run of six live episodes created by and starring mulaney that'll stream live on netflix during the netflix is a joke fest the comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.